Step into the Energy Den with Olga Frida. You know, every time I think I should probably pre-record that so it sounds the same every time, but whatever, doesn't matter, right? I'm not a professional podcaster or anything. I'm just here to share ideas and events with you that might be interesting, uh, things that you might be trying to figure out. Um, There are all sorts of complex guides of this life, which is possible and probable. Especially if you're a starseed, those are going to be probably necessarily your guides. You also can have um, experiences and memories of extraterrestrials that are not your guides, that are of other galactic races or beings that you've made agreements with that you or that you are allowing with your thought processes or your openness so if you're very open to contact or just curiosity about ets and other galactic races that could open you up to contacting i mean they read thoughts and they scan us all the time but that might lead to an event where you could be implanted with a monitoring device where you could become a recorder of sorts of your experiences and your emotions about the things that you encounter in life and they can upload that very very similarly to uploading onto a computer they can upload all of your experiences and learn a lot about what it's like to be a human and let me just reassure you that there are very very few extraterrestrial races that are cold-hearted and treat humans more like cattle to experiment with or to understand in a way they don't, they just don't treat us with compassion. Those are far and few between and the vast majority are here with us and helping us and contacting us and using us as beacons and monitors and observers for our benefit. I am getting that information and I'll be very clear with you from Dolores Cannon's books, where if you aren't familiar with Dolores Cannon, she is a groundbreaking um, hypnotherapist who started her work after her children were grown and her husband had retired and she had time to do this. She would do hypnotherapy on people for past lives. Um, That was really unique in starting i guess in the 60s and 70s and she couldn't really pursue it then with using very much of her time but then she kind of dove into it and was um i'm not sure how many years she did it before she finally uh, discovered her first uh, off-planet non-earth past life she chronicles this in her books and she provides actual transcripts of some significant hypnosis, um, hypnotic trances sessions. And because she's more of a researcher and she's very non-typical for the usual, you know, metaphysical type person, she just looks like somebody's grandma. Um, She's, she was found very trustworthy and pure of heart and intention by the extraterrestrials and that they felt she could be trusted with this information. 
like I said, they can scan you. They know what's in your mind. They know the purity of your spirit. They know your intentions. They know how much fear you're holding. They know about your curiosity. They know about your ability to handle complex subjects. They know about all, all types of things about you that you can't possibly figure out how they know it, but they do. So this is why I trust Dolores Cannon. And even though she at times in other, you know, of her own podcasts, she did, she did her own, like the metaphysical hour, I believe it's called. Some of that stuff is still challenging to me. I don't throw myself into anything. I have to trust it and understand it in my own way and maybe have some of my own experiences with it before I really integrate it into my belief system. So the things that I'm covering with you in this podcast, they're very personal. They've already filtered through my own inner skeptic. Um, and as I build on many of these concepts, I seem to be less and less of a skeptic, but that's only because I did my own work and I did my own filtering and my own experiential awareness around these things to the point that I do trust it. And I laid down a foundation over about five years. There are still things that I need to learn and, and figure out. And this is my next chapter, the acceptance of the extraterrestrials. And, and I did want to just credit Dolores Cannon with my understanding because I didn't come up with this myself, but what she has helped me do, and she is deceased and not in body any longer uh, at this point that I'm recording, but her books are her legacy. Her research is her legacy and reading her books is what's helping me to put the pieces together of like what happened? What do these dreams mean? What does that thing that happened that was just a moment and it was just really weird? Does that factor in in this in any way? So maybe in this talk today, I will help you to sort of put some building blocks together or puzzle pieces together to make you, you know, have an epiphany or an aha moment and realize that some of these strange things in your life or in your dream world might link you to what's been happening stored in your subconscious really the conscious mind will only accept what it can handle from the subconscious and actually the subconscious is much smarter than the, the conscious mind the conscious mind is pretty dumb um so actually the conscious mind is not in control of how much gets released into the awareness so unfortunately this is not really in your control, but you can talk to yourself and you can sort of meditate and say, you know, I want to know how much I can handle of this. I would like to be able to start to put the pieces together. And then you let your subconscious kind of sit on that and determine what's going to be made available to you. Okay. So let's start talking about um, just some ways which you might be able to figure out that you've had either I'm gonna I'm gonna call it abductions for right now but what they really are is either physical body visits to a ship whether it be a satellite ship or probably not a mothership but a, or a larger ship um, or if you were transported out of body as in an out of body astral experience or you were simply visited in your 
consciousness, which is zero body, you have different levels of body. I don't, I don't really want to go into that right now. That's a whole nother thing. But what I'm trying to say is not everybody is physically bodily taken to a ship when they have contact with extra extraterrestrials. So sometimes it can be that a dream is actually a real event, even though you didn't leave your bed. That's kind of what I'm trying to get at here. Um, let's start with things that you might have experienced in your body, not in a dream. Going about your day, traveling somewhere. A lot of times these things happen when you're in your car and you turn off on a strange road or you see something weird and like, oh, that was odd. And then um, you never were able to figure it out. It was just something that you could never explain. Maybe it was um, you were out in the woods and you saw a flash of light or a light beam or you saw a light coming over the top of a mountain or something flying in front of you. Sometimes, oh, this is a good place to insert this concept of screen memories. Like I said, the subconscious hides things from the conscious mind. And it's not the extraterrestrials specifically doing this all the time. It, it can be that they wipe your memory and cause you to, your conscious mind to not remember. But you can also have um, your subconscious just kind of make up something to cover over that time. And sometimes that can be in the form of an owl flying towards you or deer sometimes are reported or other animals that might seem out of place. I've actually heard of someone seeing a couple of deer jumping through their bedroom window into the house and going down the hall. Um, and it turned out it was not deer at all. It was just a, called a screen memory. It's something that the subconscious mind makes up and puts into your sort of memory bank in order to not reveal what actually happened. So it's not actually missing time. The another thing that you might have ever noticed is you did have missing time. Maybe this is literally missing time where you were going somewhere and you knew what time you left the house and then you got to the place way too fast. Like you couldn't have possibly driven that fast. Missing time as in uh, it took way too long to get somewhere and there are th like three hours or something that are unaccounted for and you showed up like way too late at night and you can't explain what happened and you can't remember. That's another, you know, it can be too short, it can be too fast. It's just that missing element of time warped on you some way. There's also missing time in the sense that you can't remember the rest of an event. What can happen is, now this is also based on Dolores Cannon's research and some of the transcripts of her sessions with extraterrestrials explaining things through her client's hypnotic state. They can stop time, apparently. <laughs> I haven't really worked out how this works in the physics of it. Like, do they stop the entire Earth? Do they stop time in the entire, like, how far does that stopping time go or does it only occur for the person and then yeah it's really really crazy that's not something that I understand yet 
but they can stop time so that guess let's say you were driving down the road and you started seeing something weird and you were right next to a tree and they can stop that moment take you into their ship you can literally be walking out of your car across the road up into a you know a satellite or like a small craft um spend an hour what would be like the an earth hour i guess with them and then they could put you back into your car and this would be a dimensional shift too you would have to become more dense again your molecules would have to densen back up to the right uh, density for your frequency on the earth because the earth is very dense they would have to transition you back into the right vibration to continue your life on earth and then start that time again and you continue driving from that tree that is something that apparently can happen but sometimes what they do if they want you to know that something did happen there can be a flash of light or there can be like a rock hit your window or that doesn't mean that every time a rock hits your window that it's a ufo <laughs> experience either i have to put my disclaimers in there but i'm as i'm reading things i'm recognizing you know like wow just about anybody could be having extraterrestrial experiences and not even know because you can write off a lot of this stuff as being somewhat normal the clue is if they want you to have a clue it will be something that you go wow that's weird what was that that could be a clue because if they want you to know they'll give you hints that are something that you can't explain okay so missing time unexplainable events it could also be if you are going in body you could wake up someplace odd like on the couch or on the floor versus in your bed in your usual position you could be in a really strange position in your bed like head to foot um or you could be back in your house just standing there or sitting and you don't realize how you got there like i don't remember waking up that kind of thing or you could come back into the density of your room and just sort of fall on the floor and that will wake you up i don't know a whole lot about that i'm trying to think if i wanted to share an event like that i don't have any memories of actually coming back into my bed or waking up someplace odd or I don't have any other anything to share in particular the only the only times were that I already shared which was when my bed was shaking and something told me in my mind just don't be afraid and that definitely could have been an in-body type of ET experience where I went with them in body definitely the story that i told you of when i saw the deep space through my ceiling i really do believe that that was an in-body visitation even though i don't remember it even though time seemed to continue because i don't remember going back to sleep after that um, and i was definitely being vibration um, changed it was my va my vibration was going so high and I was aware of it the whole time that I really felt like my body was going to dissolve and I was going to die. But 
I probably wasn't going to die. I was probably just being allowed to have my awareness experience that. And I probably would have just traveled dimensionally to a ship with my body. And I'm really not sure why I was allowed to experience that and remember that part of it, but it was actually really scary. I thought I was going to die. And so, you know, the, this fear, um, it's a natural fear. It's a survival mechanism, you know, to avoid things that are scary that seem like are going to threaten our lives. And so that's why we don't often uh, get allowed to experience and remember the stuff that's scary. Uh, it's a compassion for us. They don't want us to be afraid of them. So those are really the only two things that I can think of in my life that would probably, I'm going to say probably were an in-body visitation where I left in my physical body. Um, and what they do is they, in order to go through ceilings and go through walls and go through windows, they do not have to open the window. They don't have to come through a door or through a window. They can simply dematerialize the molecular structure of their body and walk through things. <laughs> so it gives you a whole new appreciation of like the fact that everything is energy and everything is vibrating at different densities and you just change the vibration of something and it can become less solid. Okay. Mind bender, right? Well, let's talk about, um, dreams. If you have a dream of being in space, traveling through the dark among the stars, that would be sort of a obvious, um, ET experience because unless you like wanted to be a astronaut since you were a little kid, why would you have a dream of space and traveling through the dark with stars? Now I have had dreams like this where I have been not visible to myself. I've sort of been a non-bodied. I didn't, I wasn't able to see my hands on a steering wheel or anything. And I knew that someone was sitting next to me in a seat but I couldn't see them. It was like an invisible person. And we were in dark space among the stars, moving through the stars. We were having a conversation using concepts back and forth. And that was really interesting. And when I woke up, I was like, oh, we were in a car driving in the dark. And that's what the mind does is it covers over and tries to make it understandable. So I, you also may have dreams of being in a rounded room or a room with a rounded wall or a curved, it could be curved from side to side, you know, like, um, like a round house would be, or it could be curved because I didn't see any physical bodies, which that would have been acceptable to my conscious mind, but from bottom to top where the side of the wall would be kind of shaped like a donut, the side of a donut, if that makes sense. Uh, I, I did have a very profound dream of being in a, a very large rounded room and my conscious mind placed this dream in a sort of a giant food court, like an interior food court or restaurant, sort of like a complex where there would be eating area over here, maybe some movie theaters over there and other stuff kind of behind me. And then with a central post and that always 
confused me why I would be making up this futuristic type of environment because I had this dream in probably about 1985 and we didn't have flat screen TVs at that time. I, I looked at it as, oh, there's a restaurant over there on that side and there was a giant projection screen on this curved wall and in my mind it was watching the earth watching people surfing in the ocean so it was like oh well that's kind of neat so people could eat and at the same time sort of like watch people surf like a like a camera you know like now they have like outdoor webcams and stuff that you can you can link to but back then we didn't have that that didn't even exist so I really believe that what I was actually seeing was something my subconscious didn't want to register, which was I was on a ship. Now, the rest of that dream was very personal. I actually believe that I was allowed to visit a, um, a hybrid who was related to me. And I don't know if it was like um, a hybrid child because I was only 15 or 16 years old at the time. It may be that time is different on the ship. It may be that hybrid children on the ship grow faster. It may be, I don't, I don't know. All I know is I can still remember that this boy was about 12 years old and he was wearing a purple windbreaker type thing. And the love that I felt between us, the love that I felt immersed in looking at him and being in that environment. Now, we weren't allowed to get close to each other. I was standing on one side of this sort of velvet rope type of thing. And he was standing kind of far over on the other side of it. But I could feel this intense love. And coming from a dysfunctional family and be being depressed growing up, I didn't ever experience that love on Earth. That was something completely new for me, that pure, unconditional, that you could just bathe in love. And I woke up from that dream just really confused and but in awe of that. And I, I never figured out what that was. I kind of thought, oh, it's like a premonition. This is somebody who I'm going to fall in love with someday. And, you know, we do that because we need to make it make sense. But at this time in my life, I'm in my 50s now, I can accept that that was probably a different type of experience. And that probably wasn't a premonition dream of a human being. That was probably um, a, a relation of mine who was maybe a hybrid child or something. And I, I some, sometimes I hate even bringing that kind of stuff up because it's so far out there. And so many people are just not there yet. And even like parts of me are not there yet. It makes me kind of sad that I'm not, but I'm human and so are you. And here we are. And the, the conscious mind is not wanting to, you know, fully reveal all this stuff to us. And so we push it back. And that's okay. That's a, it's a mechanism that is protecting us. So don't worry if you aren't remembering stuff like this, or you can't figure things out. The subconscious mind is protecting us from being freaked out, scared, losing our minds. Okay. We want to be able to live our lives in a relatively normal manner. 
and not go crazy and end up in an institution basically is what's going on here. So we're protected. We're made to forget so that we can continue to live our human lives. Dreams can be legitimate events where you actually astral travel or um, you are connected mentally in your consciousness with your guides or with another race or for some other purpose to just research humans. Or they can actually be ways to get you comfortable with the idea that extraterrestrials do exist or that your guides are not necessarily spirit humans who have passed because what a human who has passed is is a formless non-embodied spirit but well let's talk about spirits are recycled for one thing reincarnation happens over and 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 whether as a spirit you're in a body or not in a body or you're in a not like a gaseous body or whether you're in a liquid body or whether you're in a, a body that can shape shift or dimensional shift. We have this concept of bodies that they have to be three dimensional and dense and that you can touch them. They're not all like that. So there's actually a very much of a spectrum of being embodied. It doesn't have to be densely physical. So I guess what I'm trying to say, and my time is running out here is that your dreams may not be a legit event. It may be a way for ETs to test your acceptance and your fear level of them to see how much more they can allow you to experience. Peace be with you. And always remember, your support teams are closer than you think. This is Olga Frieda.